racking up strikeouts. He's got 15 strikeouts for Flackney in this game. He's got down. That's strikeout number 16 for Tyler Flackney. This ball game is over. And we're the best goddamn football league in the country. We're the best football, the best football league in the goddamn country. Period. Cheers. Welcome to episode three of the HRL Touch 'Em All podcast. I'm Stash, your co-host, joined by other co-host Sanchez. Sanchez, how's it going? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty well. On this podcast, we're going to be talking with. The reigning champion and manager of the 2021 uh, HRL, JC. JC, how's it going? Going great. Thanks for having me on. So, with this new thing that we're doing with bringing people on, I kind of want to get into nicknames. I know a lot of people know about the whole nickname. HRL is all about that. But some people don't know where nicknames come from. Like I don't know where Sanchez's nickname comes from. I don't. I probably don't even know where half the league's nicknames come from. So I kind of want to go over those with everybody here, and then any other guests that we have on, kind of get into that. So JC, why don't you start off with telling us how you got your nickname? Well. My nickname, uh, I wanted to go with something else, but I thought JC was less standoffish than like Savior or Redeemer, Creator, um, Son of God. I thought, you know, that would be a little much. So I just went with JC. Um, I, actually, none of that is true. Uh, those are my <laughs> initials. And at the time of when I, I joined the HRL, I was actually in a uh, in a band. Not really a awesome original music rock band but more of a cover band and i wanted to kind of separate my work life from my play life so i just went with jc so that people who i was working with maybe never would see me on social media as who i was so i went with my initials and i figured when i joined the league i would just kind of stick with those initials jc although i get the feeling that if today other hrlers would give me initials it probably wouldn't be jc it probably be more like ocd these days but <laughs> i think jc is fine for now and and we'll leave it at that um but i want to hear the story of how sanchez got his nickname all right well it certainly isn't a nickname that i came into the league with um back in the beginning 04 uh there were certainly some guys who came in with nicknames and that's kind of how you got to know them especially once the message board took off that's where the nickname thing kind of took off as well people would grab it by your handle or whatever it was on the message board and just kind of keep calling you that like so uh larry story who played with uh, the phillies and padres and them for a long time he his his handle on the message board was cheesy or cheesy writer, something like that. So he just became known as Cheesy. Uh, I was just going by my last name on the message board to begin with. Um, and I don't know, I think we were like in the halfway point of the season. And I, not even thinking about what I had typed, had made a comment about, you know, if if we end up having 
a like grittiest or dirtiest tryhard player award at the end of the year. I must be the front runner because I haven't gone home clean or to the the point there, like at any point in the season. Just a lot of diving plays and getting dirty. And then, of course, Truck and uh, Peaks get a hold of that, and it immediately turns into a Dirty Sanchez joke. And so I was starting to be called Sanchez at that point. And I don't know, I think I had a rough week at the plate or pitching not too long after that. So I just said, you know, I'm, I'm now just going to embrace this new Sanchez name and go with it instead of trying to fight it or get off with a, a new nickname. So... Yeah, the the meaning is very much Dirty Sanchez, but not in the sexual way. Just the uh, the schoolyard uh, potty mouth mentality that we have in this league. Shocking, though, that like oh yeah, quality you, guys like Truck and Peaks would come up with a name <laughs> like that for you. And you you mentioned if you if if you were given new initials this year or sometime, it'd be like OCD. I'm thinking you know with the guys and some of the new nicknames I'm seeing, like is it Doctor Dipshit? Stuff we wouldn't have gotten away with in the past, or like thought better of. Like you'd probably just have the the initials F U, <laughs> especially having won it now. So, how about well, you, Stash? Where does the... Yeah, Stash, give it to us. All I right, can't imagine so... it has anything to do with your your epic facial hair. Oh no, not at all. Not even close. Uh, <laughs> so, like most people know, I came from Fridley Factors, uh, Mippy's League that he added in his backyard growing up, and. Even there, we had nicknames. So it was kind of like the HRL where everybody just had a nickname that they would go with. And so uh, I think it was either sixth or seventh grade, I started growing facial hair. And it was just mainly the mustache. And so everybody just called me Stash. And so I, I just never shaved it until I got into high school. And so it was just this like nice, dark peach fuzz. That it was just sitting on my upper lip. <laughs> so, that's did you how notice, I got... hey Sanchez? Did you notice the pun that he used there? Mainly, mainly. Well, I keep thinking that he, what I have on my lip now probably resembles a lot of what he had at sixth or seventh grade, and I'm forty years old. Go on. But no, that that's that's just how it came from. Uh, it was always uh, stash since I could remember. I don't think I ever had any other nickname. Um, Huck in our league was actually Dizzy or Dizzle. Um, that's where his that's his nickname in uh Fridley Factors. So there there was a couple outliers there. Um, but most of the Fridley Factors that have came over have kept their nicknames from Fridley Factors. So it, it's kind of cool, but at the same time, I do like how the league kind of decides for you what kind of works and what not. Yeah, it's kind of a two-way thing there. There are definitely plenty of guys who've come into the league with their own nicknames. Either they've decided that they'll make themselves a nickname and their team agrees upon it when they join. Or, you know, guys like uh, Mike Borky, you know, calling him Bork is not a big stretch. That's his entire life. Everyone's called him Bork. Or same thing with Sheryls. His last name is Shirley. He's Sheryls. Um, yeah, to everyone who has ever known him, he's been Cheryl. So, it you know, there's that way. Otherwise, you know, it feels like some guys have earned theirs over time. Um, at the beginning, there was never this big rush to nickname guys right away. It was almost kind of like let it let it happen naturally. Let it but then, yeah, and then the, there's been so many people who have joined. It's like okay, if it's your first week, we're gonna try to 
figure out and force a nickname upon you rather than bother to learn your real name. Yeah, there, there's one that really stands out to me uh, with the Chihuahua's nickname. Uh, yeah. His first name is Nick. And he was, every single week that it would come, what's my nickname going to be? What's my nickname? Come on, some, somebody give me something. And everybody's just sitting there thinking, your nickname. Because he was just sitting there waiting for a nickname and nobody could oh, come up with it. And we're he wanted like, it so badly. <laughs> yeah, so we're just like, your nickname is nickname. And he hated it. So it just stuck. It, it was great. That's pretty fantastic. But I do have a different question, kind of off topic and whatnot. I, I, I thought this question was really good when I first heard it. Um. Nothing about with wiffle ball, just kind of life in general. So, if is this you your million a, dollar question? This is my million dollar question. <laughs> yeah. So, if you were to get a million dollars, you had to lose three of your five senses. Would you do it? And if so, which three are you giving up? Hmm. Is that to me first? I uh, to anybody who wants to answer, go for it. Well, I um. I didn't get paid anything, and I lost two of them back in August when I got COVID. So, uh, I, I honestly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't take the million dollars. Life to me is about all the smells and the feels and the tastes. So, I want to enjoy life as it was meant to be enjoyed, and the money part is less important to me. But yeah, I did lose two of them back about eight months ago. Yeah, I'm with JC. I don't think I could do it. I I can, can talk myself into two of the five getting rid of them, but I, I don't think I can. I can't drop that third one even for a million dollars. Which of the two, Sanchez? Uh, I guess I would go with taste and smell. The you know the the COVID twosome. Yeah, and then I was debating about okay, touch. The, the sensation, you know, touch or, you know, hearing sight, that's like, I, I just, I couldn't, nah, I couldn't do it. Yeah. You'd uh, even give up food, though. Food! Yeah, but I, I, there's like a and side you, angle to that. Like, then I could just really be healthier and not care because yeah. I wouldn't be tasting how bad it is. Right. But no, I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you guys. I, I like all my senses. I don't know if there's enough money to the point where I would want to give up anything. Uh, I, I was on the same fence as you were, giving up the smell, and the taste. But I don't know if I could give up feel. I, I think if you could do like an escalating factor here. So like, okay, the first one you give up, you get a million dollars. The second one... If you give up two, it jumps up. You get you, you get five million. If you give up a third, you get ten. If you give up a fourth, you get twenty million. And if you give up all five, you get fifty million. Something like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, what good is that money if you can't see? <laughs> You're right. I or agree. hear I or do anything. Right. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't take it. Although yeah, maybe so smell. I could give up smell for a million. Like I, I, I was yeah. thinking about touch. Like you could never drive again. Think about that. There's, yeah. there's nothing that you could do. Like it, it would all have to be walk. I mean, it or riding something. You'd be you'd have to rely on so many people at that point just by losing like your sense of feel. It's crazy. You'd probably make for a pretty good James Bond villain, though. Fair. 
if you don't bleed out and pass out within the first 10 seconds of getting shot. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was a James Bond villain in one of the Pierce Brosnan series uh, where some accident had happened and he could no longer, like his nerves were damaged so he could no longer feel pain or anything. So like James Bond would just destroy the guy and he wouldn't stop. But uh, yeah, James Bond on a wiffle ball podcast. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> They're not going to fast forward through this one on Spotify. Oh, not even close. <laughs> no. But anyways, let's get, let's transition back into wiffle ball here uh, with the recaps of what kind of went down on Thursday, since it is opening week last week. Um, so kind of what happened over in Egan, we had all the Carnelian games canceled or postponed just because the field was too wet, so many puddles and whatnot. So only Sky Hill over in Egan were being played. Baby Cakes swept the Rough Riders, uh, Braves and Marlins split, and then over in Hopkins, every single team played. So over at Harley, we had the Grasshoppers sweep the Ponies, we had Rubber Ducks sweeping the Americans over at Central, we had the Mets sweeping Blue Sox. We had, uh, where's the other one? Aces swept the Mariners. Yep, yep. And then Valley, we had Miller sweep the Blue Wahoos. Then uh, Chihuahua sweeping the Twins. So there was a lot of sweeps here. The only one one series was split, and that was Sanchez. You're welcome, everybody. You're welcome. <laughs> what happened? Uh, we couldn't hit Yak for some reason, and there were six of us, and we're learning a big lesson with the Braves lineup that the more of us there are, the uh, worse we hit. So, I mean, yes and no. I mean, I don't think six is too much. I, mean, I don't know that it's too much for most teams. I'm just saying for the Braves. Plus, okay, if we want okay. to get down to the nitty-gritty of it, uh, they batted me last because I got there late. And which is so, fair. Which is fair. Which, yeah, yeah, it's fair. It just means the difference between you know winning and losing in that game. I imagine. I've yeah. taken at least two runs off the board. So with this first week that went, uh, was there any surprises that you guys saw anything uh, jump out at you, or is it too early? It's definitely too early, but I want to say I'm surprised that the Braves batted Sanchez last. <laughs> I mean, what the. What are they doing? Come on. You want to win games or what? I, it, it should be mentioned that I drove up to the field right as game two was starting. And oh, we were okay. the away team. So <laughs> they, I don't know if they knew I could get my cleats on and change into my shorts in time. Because I had just come from a, a school play. So there is an actual reason why I batted last. Yeah, yeah I, I would I'm say kinda... no, no big surprises, though. I, it, and it's way too early, especially when we're... You, you almost would think maybe we would have seen more surprises just because you're playing with brand new wiffle balls and, you know, people yeah, haven't I, probably picked up a ball or swung a bat in months. So uh, probably yeah, one according to plan. That's the biggest surprise maybe is that there weren't more splits. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we had a few good matchups like rubber ducks and Americans. I imagine those to be some pretty tight games for the most part. I guess I was a little surprised. Uh, uh, Lulu giving up the nine runs, but maybe that's just knocking off a little rust. Um, right, I, I can here. tell you the big issue with that with that was the new balls. Is he he's used to scuffed, and so oh, sure. he wasn't able to get the movement that he wanted to, or get the pitches to do what he wanted to. So that was a huge factor. I mean, it was a it was a close game up until he walked everybody in the fourth inning. 
other highlights here. It looks like Dr. Seuss threw a no hitter. That should probably be mentioned. Yep. Yeah. Uh, took what the Rough Riders new, down. Right? Yeah. What else new? <laughs> it, you know, it, it's almost like a business as usual at this point. So I don't know how many that He's is in for him. For Dr. Seuss. But, 14 but, Ks out of the 18, 18 yeah. total outs. And then we really, um, we really should talk about how JC did not hit a home run this week and he got to face Eddie Bauer and too bad. Well, I don't expect anything less than him when I was his teammate and he couldn't do anything at the plate anyway. Can, can I, well. can I, in my defense? Oh yes. I please. did. I did hit four balls off of the upper part of that giant chain link fence on field two in central. And I don't know about just, that. The highlights didn't show that in Mippy's highlight reel. Oh, maybe they, he's got the footage. Trust me. And I, and they look like little bloop singles over the, just barely over the line is what we no, were seeing. I mean, that's that's usually my go-to by mid-May. But, but yeah, I did. I hit the fence at least three, if not four times. And, uh, you know, it was it, as Tubat said during the game, it was that one workout that I skipped in the offseason or else that would have gone over. <laughs> Well, I can tell you, uh, workouts have nothing to do with hitting home runs in the HRL. <laughs> I'm, I'm living proof of that. <laughs> Stash, did you get a home run this week? That's going to be our I, my bit, I guess. Home run check. Yep, I got two home runs. I hit one off of Nudie Booty, and I hit one off of uh, Lulu. Nice. Well done. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it, I, I was actually a little surprised with Lulu. I mean, usually I get one off of him, which is surprising, but... I felt really good at the plate, given week one, which is surprising. Usually, I'm a slow starter, but hopefully, hopefully it continues. But I mean, the other thing that I kind of want to touch on, touch base on was the Rumble Ponies finally moving over to Hopkins. I talked with them a little bit, and they're excited to be over in Hopkins. Um, not sure they're going to be excited after season, because I don't think that they're going to get the win totals that they quite want, but I think they'll they'll enjoy it a little more not having to travel the entire distance of twin cities. Yeah, for sure. I was actually a little curious why they didn't try to make that move earlier. Is this is this their third year? I thought maybe they'd try to yep, see if Huck would let year. them let them make that change last year. But yeah, uh, I think I, I think the issue was still trying to even out the cities and even out uh, the schedules. So that sure. way you don't have like a two divisions over in Egan, one with four, one with five or whatnot. So I think that was a main reason why, but um, I, I think the league is growing, which is good. And so we saw a new team that wanted to come in and that's why Huck allowed them to come back over to Hopkins uh, to play. But let's talk more about JC. Um, this is kind of just his parade, maybe. Is that that what we want? My word. This is your victory lap. lap. This is where oh. we, we talk about how JC's been in the league for a long time, finally won the cup. You get to talk about you, you're the captain of a team and having not been the captain for quite a while. You finally got to be your beloved Mets team name. All that. Give us a rundown. Like, first off, let's start. Like, you you started with the Giants, and then you got onto the Philly Padilly Philly Padilly Padre bandwagon thing. Um, which I mean, side note, the betrayal of the Giants over and over. Like, Doctor K has just been one of the most beaten down men in the HRL. 
with the kid and silver leaving and then you joined and then you left. Yeah. I mean, we should probably delve into that a bit too, but then finally, after all these years, you got the title, you got the cup, like run us through some of that, like your, your little bit of your career and the, uh, the emotional roller coaster of it all. Well, you know, joining the giant, I was fortunate enough that I worked with uh, Dr. K and actually silver and bliss and they had told me about this league and they said you should come see it you should come see it and i did swing by hopkins one night on my way home from work and i watched it and i'm like well that looks fun and at the time i was playing softball you know uh men's softball and i was i enjoyed it uh the one thing that i didn't get from softball is that i used to pitch in high school and you know like high arc just law pitching wasn't great and you know to be honest most guys playing like men's softball leagues they're kind of dicks so i played i played wiffle ball they asked me to join i joined the giants it was super awesome we weren't very good as a team but it was a blast and i was playing both now softball and wiffle ball at the time and i just found that the guys that i met in the hrl were super fun super nice and yet competitive, but also like you could hit a home run in, in wiffle ball and the guys on the other team are high-fiving you around the bases, even though it was a competitive game. Some faults, nothing like that. So eventually I had to make a choice. I couldn't do both anymore. I had young kids and ultimately chose to go the HRL route because it was just a lot more fun and I felt it was a lot more, um, more like real baseball, believe it or not, than softball. <laughs> Um, so I was with the Giants for a couple of years and I enjoyed it, but then that competitive spirit in me was wanting more. Okay. I, I got my feet wet. I've been on the Giants for three years. I want to win more games. I want to compete for a championship. And, uh, I was friendly with kid. Uh, he was in, uh, aforementioned band that I used to play in and just, I'd gotten to meet. And hang out with Cheryl's a little bit and nine and cheesy and just, just like super, they were super fun to be around, but they were also competitive and they, they were, they were good. So um, I declared my free agency and latched on with those guys. And that was amazing. And I had so much fun playing with those guys. And I do plan on playing with those guys again um, in the foreseeable future. Don't know when. But uh, I, I guarantee before I do retire from HRL, I'll, I'll regroup with, with Charles and, and others. So uh, that was that. And then eventually it became a thing where I was closer to the Hopkins fields. Charles was living closer to the Egan fields. And the commute was getting to be a bit much for both of us because we did both. With the Philly, the Padilly franchise played in both cities. And then we decided to kind of split up. And that's when I was fortunate enough to team up with, with Taco, who's just just a great super guy and just like a brother. So he's been a great teammate, and there were other iterations, and then I got to be a captain, and you asked me about the Mets. Well, when I came into the league, there was another Mets, so I couldn't have that. But the Mets have always been my team. For those of you who don't know, I'm an East Coast guy. Born and raised in Jersey, and um, the Mets are my team. They always have been. It would be a lot easier to be a Yankee fan being from the East Coast, like my whole family is, but no, 
I had to uh, root for the lovable losers that are the Mets. I'm also a Jets fan. So my life is just Ooh. about as bad as it is for all you Minnesotans out there. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, it's a, it's a lethal combination. Also, because they played in New Jersey, I'm a Nets fan, and, and they lost tonight, so they're done, even though they had a super team. But So I'm a Mets, Jets, Nets guy, and uh, I just have always been a Mets fan. You know, I, I, I was fortunate enough to be at Game 6 of the World Series back in 1986 when the ball went through Buckner's legs. And uh, that's the only time in my lifetime that this team has won the World Series. So hey, Pass, were you alive for that? <laughs> no. Oh, but I I, I, I want to do I do want to touch base on that. So that that ball going through Buckner's legs is that comparable to Blair Walsh missing left? If that was the Super Bowl, yes. Okay. Okay. But but that I mean that was a historic World Series. It was a historic playoffs. Right. Yeah. Really, the Red Sox Angels series was great. The Mets Astros series was great. But yeah, I, I would say if that was the World Series, yeah, or it would have been like the Morton Anderson kick he missed that year. Okay. Yep. Too, yep. Right? yep. So so I can definitely relate to the the plight of the Minnesota sports fan being a Mets and Jets fan. Uh but when I had the opportunity to be a captain and a manager, I'm like, well shit, why wouldn't I name my team the Mets? And I, I will always, as long as my teammates are okay with it. And, you know, Stash, when we kind of combined forces with the Ducks, um, I was I was able to step back and say, let's do something else just for the good of the team. But, you know, it, my choice would always be Mets first. And I can say that I'm the, I'm the manager that brought the Mets a championship, which there aren't too many people that could say that. <laughs> the Mets are just such a sorry <laughs> franchise that – I was able to do that. And, and you know, we were going to do a, a story on the website about the similarities between the 86 Mets World Series run and the HRL 2021 Mets World Series run because it was eerily similar. And I'm not joking. And I know Stash, is, you, you probably have very little recollection other than the, the ground ball, and that's <laughs> fine. You were, you're, you were just a, a toddler. No, but not even. But Sanchez, like, like, so the Mets of 86 lost their first two games of the 86 World Series at home, as did the HRL Mets. And then they went on the road to Boston, and Gary Carter hit two home runs in that game, and they won game three. Taco hit game two home runs in Egan. We won game three. We came back and won game four in, in exciting fashion, just like the 86 Mets. And then game five in Boston, the 86 Mets lost, just like we did. In Egan. So we were down three games to two. The Mets in 86 were down three games to two going to game six. Game six was the infamous Buckner game that was in the 10th inning where the, the Mets came back and won. We were losing in that game. And then Mippy hit a walk off in extra innings of game six to take game six and force a game seven. And then both teams won game seven. So it was pretty remarkable, the similarities. And I'm... Um, Obviously, crazy. stating this is just a wicked coincidence, but it was a really <laughs> crazy coincidence that that's the way the next "quote unquote" that, Mets championship happened. That's unreal. So, going to your playoff run, what was what would you say 
the toughest game was for you guys? Was it that game six with the come from behind? Was it game seven to clinch the whole thing? Or was it maybe even in one of the earlier rounds? Um, well, we took great pleasure in, in beating uh, the Rubber Ducks in the first round because that's just what the Mets do, right, Case? Uh, yeah, we we don't win. <laughs> You I, guys, I think we're, we're beating me in game one, though. I, I, I will say, I, will, I was about to bring I'm that up because... Give, I will give you props. I, I remember right. the wind was blowing in, <laughs> and I hit a tank over the glory hole. <laughs> let me let me say this. Sanchez, I, I am going to give Stash props that I've given up a lot of home runs in my career. And this was the only ball that I threw. That somebody hit, and I didn't turn around. Like I always want to see how far it's going to go. I did not want to see how far this. Went. I, <laughs> I knew, like he oh. fucking crushed this ball. Yeah, so and so video evidence this. to prove it. <laughs> I can actually send it to you, like right now, if you need me to. But uh, anyway, I don't want to so... know what you. I don't want to know what you watch before you get into bed at night. So let's just save that for another podcast. So. Well, so yeah, well, so, so central field two with the high <laughs> fence or whatnot. There's a light post right off the side of the high fence in uh, left field. I, I it went over that. It it went over that. Mm-hmm. Well, well uh, done. <laughs> it, it, I I will also say it was one of the harder hit balls I've ever had. It... Stash hands above the table, please. So, okay. So so what I'm understanding is if you had not been able to scrape by against the rubber ducks you were predicting that the rubber ducks would have gone on and won the race dude (laughs) we we laid over we laid over exactly Exactly. yeah you i remember you guys having fielding issues in game two but regardless then honestly we went on to face the crawdads who many people thought were the best team in hrl and they may have been so we fell behind in that series. There was tough games. Um, the the I think the turning point in the series was we were going to play game five, and it was raining, and or it was starting to rain, and we weren't sure if we were going to get it in in time because it was the third game of the night. Series was tied, and we decided not to play in the rain. Um, controversial decision. But we came back a couple days later to play, and it was a beautiful, sunshiny, warm day. But it was about 30 to 40 mile per hour winds, no exaggeration. No, oh, it was and, pretty windy that day. Yep. Yeah, it was it was bad. And uh WebGem couldn't find the, the board. Uh it was it was hard. I, I threw that game and it was really hard to, to make anything move the way you wanted it to, or just throw a strike. So he walked a couple guys to start and then gave up a hit or something. And then smallpox came in and we just poured it on. And, and that was probably that moment where we're like, we're going to, we're going to do this. But then we fell behind against, you know, the, the baby cakes and uh, just the turning point in the series, without a doubt, after I got roughed up in game two was saying, all right, I need to let taco pitch. He's been asking for the ball. And, you know, the thing about Taco is during the regular season, you guys know this, he cares, but he really doesn't give a shit. He doesn't care about stats. <laughs> he doesn't care about serving up home runs to guys that shouldn't hit home runs. 
he just wants to play and have fun. But you know what? Playoff Taco is a different guy. And I should have realized this as the manager before. But I put my ego aside and I said, I'm going to give you the ball in game three. And he was just dynamite. And then I'm like, you know what? You're the guy who deserves to be out there, not me. And he ended up pitching three of the next four games, five games. And uh, really, we kind of went on his coattails to win it all. But that's not taking away from the other two because, you know what, Mippy was his usual incredible self on the football field. And uh, if you've seen the video, Charwall had the most epic at-bat in World Series history against Psych in Game 7. Unreal. It's always those unsung heroes that don't get the credit in the regular season that somehow just come up clutch in the World Series to get it done. Yeah, it, it was that was an amazing thing and and I'm so thankful for all three of my teammates because they all played an incredible role throughout the season and in the especially in the playoffs that got me my first championship and and I got to be honest after being in the league for so long and you know I it really was never a thought that I would get to the point you know I've made it to a couple of city finals with the Padillies and it was great, but we never could like turn that corner or just have that one big hit or that one huge pitching performance to get us to the championship. And when I split from them, it was like, I'm going to try and make a, make a run for it. And, and you know, Tomsto and I were a good duo with Hondo. And then when Mippy joined the club, it was like, I don't know. There's something about Mippy, man. He's a fucking winner. He's a great guy and just a, an amazing wiffle ball player. What a talent. So that put us over the top, and we hope we can repeat again this year. Right, yeah. And I going into the series, I chalked you guys up as a loss for the Crawdads. I thought it was going to be like five or six games and the Crawdads would take it. But like you said, it was a game changer when you guys didn't play that game three because of rain that was potentially coming that might might or might not have happened as you were playing, but eventually the rain did come, so it might have been the right decision to not play because you guys would have been playing in, like, downpour. Yeah, well, it was definitely the right decision because we won. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well done. (laughs) Yeah, congratulations. I mean, you're a great guy. I will tell you, when I first joined the league, one of my fondest memories, one of my first memories of the league was being down at Harley against you guys, against the Mets. Uh, that's when you guys had you, Taco, Seabass, Hondo. Um, I think there was one other person as well. But um, after the game, you came up to us and you wanted to get to know us, how how we came into the league and everything. And I was just like, this is awesome. A, a guy that I don't even know is caring how we got into the league. And so... I mean, ever since then, I I think we're great friends. So yeah, well, awesome. That's, that's awesome. I I mean, I I do. I I, I care about this league because of all, so much that it's given to me. I want to give back to it as much as I can. And I, you know, I, I'm not going to say every single guy in the league, but most everybody I've ever met through HRL has been just a a really stand up guy. Just everyone is is friendly to one another and it's it's a great it's a great thing i as i mentioned earlier i'm from the east coast and i don't have a ton of minnesota friends but i consider the hrl guys at least the guys i've gotten close to in the league 
those are my friends. I mean, I've got my old friends and my best friends back east, but pretty much socially, the HRO guys, those are those are my guys. So, you know, the the new influx of young people and young talent and young personalities into the league has been an amazing thing for HRO. Yeah, and I, I do kind of think of the HRL as almost kind of a fraternity a little bit. I don't know about you guys, but like it, it, we're we're tight, even though that there's a hundred plus of us in the league. It's great. There, there's hardly any issues. I mean, there might be a spout here or there every once in a while, but everybody just seems to get along. It's great. But Did we put you to sleep, Nick, or are you? Still oh, I'm, I'm I'm here. I'm just I'm I'm deep in thought, taking it all in, <laughs> trying to figure you... out if. I'm trying to figure out if uh, if it's too late for me to win a to win the cup yet, or if I should uh, just go the way of JC and see if I can't sign Mippy. <laughs> Mippy is definitely something that would help your chances, but <laughs> I don't think you need Mippy. I think uh, the right formula without Mippy could get it done for you. And yeah, chop. You guys got Scrabble, which helps out at the dish and at hopefully on the rubber. First game didn't go so well, but um, there were some nerves there. Yeah. Oh there yeah, some, for sure. definitely yeah, some first, nerves. This first, your first this HRL first game. Yeah. Yeah. And you sure. know, I don't know how many opportunities he had to practice in the off season. The Braves, we it didn't work out for us to get together, or toss, or do batting practice or anything. So I had Ryan there too. I thought about in retrospect. I probably could have gone up to Scrabble and been like, "Hey, that's four innings. Let's just get a fresh arm out there and see what happens." But uh, you know, I'm also the type of guy that I don't like to manage games. So it's kind of up to the pitcher. They need to know themselves and know what's going on. Yeah. But if I'm don't. not mistaken, because I met Scrabble at Wiftoberfest, uh, I think he's a Mets fan. Oh, that's, really? that's so sad for him. Yeah. And I, and I don't mean HRL Mets fan, although he should be because we're all very likable. That, that, but that was I mean question. the actual New York Mets. <laughs> If we've covered that, I've blanked it from my memory, just being an actual Braves fan as well and hating the Mets. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's fine. As a, as a Braves fan, you should not hate the Mets because we're harmless. <laughs> yes, with your unlimited payroll from Uncle Steve now. Yeah. <laughs> be like hating the Cubs from 1980 to like 2015. You were harmless until you signed Scherzer, and then it got real. So. <laughs> anyway. All right, I think we got a few more things here, right, Stash? Maybe yep, we should so, go through the games of the week. Well, I, I do want to touch base on one thing. Well, kind of, that kind of loops in, but you guys have been around the league for a long time. Um, you guys have seen the league transition from maybe one thing to another and then morph into another thing. And so, like you said, with the game of the week, where this is something new that the HRL is doing. Um, is there some things that you like that the league has transitioned into or anything that you haven't liked that the league is transitioning into? So I kind of want to touch base on that before getting into the games of the week, but sure. I just want to hear you guys' thoughts. Yeah, for me, it's it's been kind of the evolution of the league in my mind. You know, there's been peaks and valleys with it, uh, whereas I came... And, and I was in my early 20s and still figuring things out very much so, like a lot of people do in that age. And as I've gotten older, I've tried to mellow out. Now, whether I have or not, who knows, but I have tried. 
And I, I at one point thought the evolution of the HRL, I thought it was bad. I thought we needed to keep things the same way. It needed to be competitive and it needed to be guys sticking on teams and trying to win. And I didn't want anything to change. And that was probably a reflection of just how, how good the league was when it started. Um, and the fact that we went from eight teams to what, 16 teams we doubled at, in 2005. And, um, I was always hesitant to see it grow. And now as I've gotten older and I've started to see the new guys come in, I understand that it's, it's necessary. And I actually enjoy the evolution of the HRL now, like the influx of younger guys, it's, it's brought in stuff that we never had before. Now we, we had videos and we had highlight recaps, but it was mainly driven by one or two guys. And at the beginning it was truck. It was all truck. Like he would come out on his off nights and set up video cameras. And then Friday nights it was riding with the captain and he'd be drinking a few captain and Cokes down in his basement, editing HRL video. And so that's how we got like the fabled HRL DVDs for, however many years we had he put them on now it, it's so much easier and guys are so much more tech savvy that uh, you almost you almost can't go to the rink and not see some sort of you know video being taken and then in one or two days there's highlights of almost every game up on youtube now some of those teams like my my own we we don't do that um i don't know that anyone just wants has the time to take that on or the know-how but the fact that there's so much HRL content that is coming out now, whereas it used to just be whatever truck would put out and maybe one or two other guys would write an article every now and then. But uh, yeah, the, it, it feels like we maybe had some lulls in the past where the league was, wasn't dying out, but I could have definitely seen it shrunk down to you know maybe 12 teams total versus actually expanding and growing. Whereas now... I feel like the league could easily go on for 10, 20 more years just because they, we keep finding new people to add and you know, expansion even from the teams we have now could be possible. So it's, it's just growing, and I think that's good. JC, how about you? Yeah, I, I think that was extremely well stated, Sanchez. Um, I, I think <laughs> most HRLers, especially the old schoolers, would say one of the coolest things about HRL was the website, was the stats and the compilation of stats, just like Major League Baseball. That was a really amazing thing to me when I started. I'm like, what? They've got statistics going back to year one, every game, every pitch, or every inning pitched. I thought that was incredible. And, you know, I know D was, was, the mastermind, I think, behind that with Truck, but he created that, and that was one of the allures over something. To take that one step further now to today, the content, the video content, whether it's the game footage or just other content, is really awesome. And I think it's, it's, the league has evolved in a very positive way. Um, I, you know, when I, when I, when I heard you ask this question, Stash, I tried to think, like, what is there about the league that I don't like or what do I not like what has evolved? And I couldn't think of anything. The one thing I would like to see happen is I would like to see radar guns 
at every regular season game, not just brought out for the playoffs or the all-star game or whatever it might be. I want to see him out there all the time because it keeps everybody honest and everybody on the same level playing field. Even myself, I'm going to include myself in that because, you know, I usually am around 58 to 62, but, you know, sometimes when I'm amped up or I need a big pitch or a big out, I might ramp it up a little bit and I want to be kept honest too. So I think that's a positive. If we can, even if we have to raise, um, fees for every player by five dollars so we can buy the equipment to have those radar guns at every game i think that's a plus it just keeps the game more competitive keeps it more balanced keeps it more honest and fair um but i i really have nothing negative to say about the hrl and the way it's evolved i think all the new players and the young blood that has come in has been amazing and personally I get a rise being one of the older guys in the league, maybe the oldest, if not for pals. I get a rise out of being able to compete with those guys that are, I don't know, half my age or just out of high school and being able to, to, to strike them out or hit a home run off them. I think that's, a, that's something that will always drive me competitively. Yeah, it's, it's good that you mentioned the stats because I do think that is a major draw for a lot of guys when they first entered the league, especially in the early days. Because I would, I would talk to people and they'd be like, oh, what do you have going on tonight? And I'm like, oh, I'm actually in this adult wiffle ball league. And it would pique their interest, but they always thought it was kind of hokey and a joke until I started showing them you know, some videos of guys throwing you know, maybe close to 70 and then showing them our stat sheets and then you could see people would be kind of hooked on it they'd be like you guys actually have legitimate stats you can see your career stats you can see your batter splits things like that um so yeah i think that was a big draw for at least in the beginning guys to choose wiffle ball over softball you've mentioned that a couple times tonight in the in the talks Uh, i'm one of those guys too i played in several softball leagues and eventually as life progressed um relationships children wife all that you you lose some of those leagues. You go from playing in three or four softball leagues to just you choose one. And I chose wiffle ball, and it wasn't even a choice at that point. You know, I at one point would easily skip a softball night, but it's still hard for me to miss a wiffle ball game. Uh, and that shows in my career games played of over six hundred of them, I think. And and I'm not the only one that is over six hundred games. It's like you know quite a few of us. Um, I guess if I had to choose one thing, I don't know if I would say I don't like it, but or it bothers me, but maybe it's something that I, I, I hope improves in time, um, is that camaraderie factor. And I think it is more um like on the not on the field, but like the after the after hours aspect, you know, the the trips to bunnies, the socializing at the rinks a little longer. Um, I have seen the trend where the new guys as soon as the game's over, not new guys, but the newer, the newer folks, as soon as the game's over, they pack up and leave, you know, cause that's kind of like what you might do at a softball game. If you're not used to the HRL versus the, the vets will stick around and have a beer or two and, you know, kind of stand in a circle in the middle of the rinks and just hang out. Um, and just, you know, or maybe go to wildcats, go to bunnies, like I said, you know, and I, I know COVID COVID made that harder with some of the restrictions, but uh, yeah, that's something I think I would like to see. And uh, I've, I've talked with a few guys about how, how we can, you know, maybe promote the, the social aspect of the league a little bit more, but we do have things in place. We have the, the polar plunge. I think there's a, 
a golf scramble or a two-man golf thing coming up. Stash, you've mentioned some outings that uh, some of your guys in your group have put together and kind of extended an olive branch out to certain players to try to get them involved too. So I think it's there. Maybe it just takes a little longer to develop. Yep. And to go off everything that you guys have said, um, huge shout out to D. I mean, if it wasn't for D, I think this league wouldn't be where it's at. Obviously, stats is a sure. huge thing. And I mean, baseball is all about stats. Wiffle ball is a type of baseball, I would say. And well, it's awesome. I mean, he was the commissioner for several years or co-commissioner with or vice commissioner for truck for several years. So he was he's been he did his time in the front office as well. Right. Then I will go off the radar guns that you were saying, JC, that there is a potential plan to get radar guns at each location. Whether or not that's going to be at every field coming up is a different story, but at least with the newer radar guns, there is a potential plan at setting that up. Um, and then just kind of a thought or anything that you guys want to comment on this is that when I came into the league, um, I'm from the north side of the cities. So driving down to Hopkins or Egan is a little bit of a drive for me. I've always thought about what if we expand to a third city? Um, there's always been talks about it. Setting it up is a little difficult, but would that scare you guys? Would that put you off? I mean, if we do move it to a more northern city, there is the, that potential of getting more people from the side to join the league to put, excuse me, potentially grow the league as well. So I, I kind of want to hear your guys' thoughts if that could be a good thing or if it could be a bad thing. I mean, the logistics of it is a nightmare. Don't get me wrong. But um, <laughs> I think some of it, I, yeah, go I ahead. think, um, I think some of it depends on where, where you want the league to go um, and how you want it to grow. Uh, if we did set up something, say like in Maple Grove or Brooklyn Center, or Brooklyn Park or Fridley even, or even just out in Plymouth, um, I feel like if you still had Egan and then you had Plymouth or Maple Grove, those groups would see each other once a year. And is that really building up a you know that fraternity that you spoke of? It might grow the league, and it might make for a strong Northwest division. Um, but what will it do to the overall league? Um, I I always had this idea of if we added a third team, a third city. I mean, um, looking at Richfield, splitting Egan and Hopkins just so that you could maybe host all inner city games there to cut the, the drive in half for both sides. Um, but uh, I do know, yeah, it, you would maybe want to do like a, a survey of the league and find out where guys actually are living and working to see what, what a third location would look like and you know, where would an optimal spot be. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. And I, but I, I also think the league should grow naturally dare i say organically the way it has in recent years it shouldn't be forced it shouldn't be i like the idea of making it more accessible more available to more people but it should be through those that know people that know 
quality guys and decent players would be joining the league, not just opening up to another city for the sake of doing that. So I think it'd be great if it was, you know, Fridley would be the perfect spot. I know logistically, as you mentioned, Sash, that it's a lot of red tape to go through, but it would be cool to add a third city as long as it's the right people with the right, I guess, friendships or connections to guys that are currently in the league to make it happen. Right. And that that's the thing is like, since the Fridley factors make up a decent amount of people, I thought that most could in that league, you could get at least four teams up there and then you could just kind of start off as that four and those four teams would travel more often, but every so often they just get that one game at home or two games at home where they don't have to go anywhere. Um, so that, that was kind of my thought. And then you could grow it from there. Like you said, kind of do it organically, but um, that was just kind of my thoughts on stuff that I've tried to do. And I know that it's probably not going to happen just because everything that you need to go through it, I've talked to the league brass about it. It, it. It's tough. So, but to go yeah. off of these new features, oh, did you have something? Oh, sure. I w- I guess I had one last thing on that. Like I yeah. personally, I would rather find more um, like interesting or cool places for us to play like games of the week or highlighted games. Um, similar to like Shakopee bowl, try to find more of those spots in oddball places for us to do it than I am to incorporate a new city. But if right. the new city works and the league wants to go with it, I obviously am not going to fight anything, but uh, to find spots around the Metro that we could play random games or even um, branch out. There's, I think um, over in Madison, there's a field you could find like some of these backyard fields and try to work with them and try to find two teams that are willing to do a, like a, a weekend game there or an overnight travel game. There is a brewery in Milwaukee called Broken Bat Brewery that has a wiffle ball field indoor back in their brewery area that you can rent out for like birthday parties and things. And I think they even have some small um, weekly leagues that do it too. And now it may not, Places like that might not uh, work well with our style of uh, play, but I could see doing things like that, almost being like the uh, like the Field of Dreams game, emulating that type of idea, like the MLB does. You know, just try to find these cool spots to play, or even set up a temporary field. I don't even know in some park or at a uh, um like a bar or restaurant that's at a lake and we're hitting balls towards the lake or something like that. You know, what, Sanchez, just... you, you and me are on the same, same wavelength because I've thought about this for the past two years, a destination series. Sure. And finding a hockey rink that is somewhere up North that is set up year round that they don't take down and doing something like that. I, I've thought about that. It, it just sounds like so much fun. Just go we... out there hang out with the HRL guys, like maybe rent a cabin, yeah. just shoot the shit and just have fun. For Jim West, Westy, for everyone in the league who knows him, uh, for his um, bachelor party, it was a weekend away up on the North shore of Lake Superior. And we found a hockey rink. They don't take down and we had a wiffle ball game there. So they're out there. We could do things like that. My dream, my you know, my wish list here was 
if I ever won it big in the lottery or anything like that would be buy Brit's pub and turn the rooftop bowling into rooftop wiffle ball. <laughs> Love that it. That would be fun. <laughs> but, all right, let's transition into what the main concept of the episode was going to kind of be. Yeah, was. we're running a bit longer. Okay. Might want to save I've that got... for a future episode. <laughs> You know what? I, I've talked to people, and they, they don't mind the longer episodes, especially since we're every other week. People don't mind it, so um, I'm just going to run with it. Uh, if it takes us longer, it takes us longer. All right. All right. We've stuff to do. If you're still yeah. listening, let us know. If you want us to shorten them up, let us know. Right. Otherwise, we're here for the people. Right. So the new feature this year is the Games of the Week. And with this, we're going to be live streaming on our YouTube channel, try to get our brand out there to country because everybody knows about the HRL. We're the biggest league in the country. Um, They know that we, quote unquote, do it right. It might not be the East Coast style of wiffle ball or whatnot, but we kind of want to show people what we are because we've kind of kept to ourselves at the national level. But we want to kind of like let everybody know what our league's all about. And so with this new game of the week, it's going to show people kind of the style of play we are, what type of people we are in the rinks. I mean, we're, we're, we're different because we play in hockey rinks. These other fe- these other city or cities leagues set up their own fields. So with that, they can kind of see what we do. And then also on top of that, it's the only game going on in the week for the HRL. So everybody in the HRL can kind of watch what's going on, which I think is a cool concept with, Oh, something on Monday. I got nothing going on. I'll, I'll just sit down and watch what's ever happening here. So I kind of want to go through every single game of the week, uh, what our predictions are. And I know Sanchez, you said on our last podcast is to, uh, by each other cases of beer or what happens here. So let's make sure that we write down who says what, and then whoever has the best record at the end buys the case of beer. That's right. All right. I'm in. All right, let's do it. So with our first one, we got rubber ducks versus twins. Um, this is my team. <laughs> I'm going to go with the rubber ducks sweep here. I also have the rubber duck sweep. I have Nelson hitting four home runs, but the rubber duck sweep. All right. I mean, he did that to us last last year as well. So, I mean, it makes sense. Hey, don't feel bad. He did that to everybody last year somehow. <laughs> you, you want a bold prediction? I'm going to say this year, Nelson does not hit four home runs in a game. <laughs> How about a series? What, what, I was going to say, what about a series? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I If he shows up for the right one, I mean, I think it can happen. All right. Vibes versus baby cakes in the second one. I um I have a, a split here. I would. Uh, I think the vibes are real good this year, but I'm going to say if Dr. Seuss is on the mound, I'm not betting against them. I'll go with the split. Okay, I'm going to go a little different here. I'm going to go baby cake sweep. Sure. I think I think Hove might be able to do it after seeing what he did in week one. 
I'm hoping that that carries through here within the next two weeks, and he just right. builds up that confidence. I think it's legit. I think Hove under Seuss's tutelage or on his own. I think that's legit pitching, and he definitely has the bat to help carry that team. Right. All right. Next one is Blue Wahoos and Grasshoppers. I, I don't know who the Blue Wahoos are. JC, you got this one. You got to start. <laughs> Blue Wahoos. Actually, we had two of those guys at the taxi squad last season uh, when we had some vacation issues and player availability challenges. Uh, they're friendly guys. They're good guys and they're talented. Um, I, I, I think there's going to be growing pains though. They'll win them. They'll surprise some people, but there'll be growing pains. I'll go grasshopper sweet. In a second, that one. Yeah, that's, that's an all around. Okay. I think uh, the grasshoppers know how to sweep the leg, and I don't know that the blue wahoos are going to know what they're doing yet. By me, sweep the leg is reserved for the rubber ducks because oh. we we got we got Daddy on the squad that was nicknamed Zapka for a while. Oh, nice! That's a solid nickname. Just stuck with that. Yeah, right. we're 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 a little young, so we don't quite get it, but we understand it. But sure, sure. Yeah. All right. This one's very interesting. Rumble Ponies and Chihuahuas. So the backstory with this is that the Chihuahuas nickname knows all the Rumble Ponies and got them in. So they, they're a pretty tight-knit group between the two teams. And what always makes the Braves feel super uh, old is that I think Dobbs was uh, the Rumble Ponies teacher at one point. Like all of them, or most of them. Uh, I think I'm up first on this one. I am going with, oh, I'm going with a split. All right, I'm going to go uh, tiny dogs and a sweep here. I'm going to go with a split as well. Not Vince on the Chihuahua's second pitcher yet, so I'm going to stick with the split. Now, I, I picked the Chihuahuas to win that division, I think, but I almost picked the Rumble Ponies to sweep, and I'm not sure why, but uh, we'll see if, if the split was the right call there then. Right. You're keeping right. track of all this, right, Stash? I got it. I, I got it I'll, I'll listen back. I'll listen back. <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure to write it down. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, next one Braves and Yankees. Oof, we can't I let Sanchez go it, first. I, I think it might be my turn first. Yeah. I'm going to go with the split here. I think the Yankees are going to figure out pitching one game, but I think the Braves' bats also explode in a in the other game. Whether or not that's game one or game two, I, th- I think that's, that's how it's going to be. I'm going to go, just so Nick still talks to me after tonight, I'm going to go Braves sweep. I believe in the Braves this year. I think they're going to be... Really tough to beat, and I'm not sure about the Yankees. I'm going Brave Sweep because I got to be a believer, right? No offense to, to Rocket, him, my maybe. boys Keith and them, but uh, I got to I got to believe that by June 13th we'll have it all figured out, and I won't be batting last anymore. You can't ever predict your team to lose, right? <laughs> all right, Rough Riders, Trash Pandas. Oh, the Trash Pandas are so unknown this year with all the new teams yep. on the yep. movies. And they didn't play yet, have they? They haven't, no. 
Wouldn't go Rough Rider Sweep, just because there's so much unknown with the Trash Pandas. I can't disagree. I, I, I can't. I think, yeah, I think it's a clean sweep there. Rough Rider's on the sweep. Although, you know, if Hater listens to this, he could just toss a game just to be a jackass about it. Yeah, but you know what? But we all picked the same thing, so it wouldn't hurt anybody. Right. (laughs) But unless Sanchez wants to switch to... No, 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 no. I'm fine. I'm fine. (laughs) I just... uh, Flashbacks of the first years of the Bees when uh, I think Ryan was pitching and Hater and I were in the outfield and Hater dropped a easily catchable ball on purpose because he thought it would be fun if we would lose, because we had always talked about trying to be 500 that year. And uh, we ended up losing that game because of that. Um, so <laughs> it can happen. It can. Yeah. Yeah. Hater's also one of those guys that doesn't care what happens at all. No. Is, is Hater, uh, can I just throw this out there right now? Is Hater the greatest trash talker in HRL history? Because I say there's Ooh. nobody even close. I, I vote Hater. <laughs> I mean, you, don't, it, you don't you don't think Grizz is up there? Uh, Grizz is terrific for the new generation, but Hater yeah, yeah. like, but like Hater will trash talk to the point if I'm on the mound or even batting against him, where he makes me laugh. <laughs> true, it's terrific, it really is. He's I, a gem. So I will say, I think Hater has a better average as a left-handed hitter against me than he does right-handed. <laughs> it, it, Pisses me off. Uh, he wants anyways. to pitch the entire game against us left-handed because his right shoulder hurt. Yeah, I think I remember him doing that when he was on the Rangers my first year. He started doing that as well. Was yeah, that I don't that year. That. It might. It must have been. I think it was the year of the Whalers or whatever it was. But okay, uh, yep, yeah. I do remember the Whalers. Yeah. All anyway. right, Ma- Mariners and Millers. I am going Miller's sweep. They they seem to have an edge about them this year. I think that they're going to, uh, yeah, they're going to sweep this one. I'm pretty sure I know which way you're going to, Stash. You seem to have some Miller's love. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm all in with the Miller's this year. I'm, I'm going with a clean sweep. I'm going to go split. I, uh, I think they'll win the game that, that Junior pitches, and then uh, the Mariners will steal one. And then this one is probably the most anticipated one. Maybe not be the greatest that people for competition wise, but it's Bears a brand of wiffle nuts. ball. Exactly. It's a brand. Bears lug nuts. <laughs> like this was hyped up last year because I'm pretty sure they played it on a weekend series. Somebody brought out a riding lawnmower, mowed the lawns, and they sat there beforehand grilling having fun before the games and then just enjoying the entire afternoon. I, I oh, feel like that reminds me, what do we do if they play three games? Just toss out game three. Well, so that I, we, we've thought about this. I, I'm not entirely sure. I think for the sake of us picking. Yeah. I say just toss out game three. I think so too. Cause you know, sometimes yeah. game threes, you can't really predict what's going to happen. It can get right, a little goosey then- goosey. Right, and then on top of that, it could be like a last-second thing. Oh, our first two games went really quick. Do you want to play a game three? Yeah. Oh, sure, why not? Let's do it. So, yeah, I say we just do the first two games. All right. JC, you got to call this one first. Let's hear it. 
two of definitely the most lovable teams in the AHL. Oh, you have not um, hung out with Franklin enough if you still think the Lugnuts <laughs> are lovable. Oh, wait. I wasn't including him as part of the Lugnuts, even though he's the face of the Lugnuts. But and what a face. I, what a face. I, <laughs> what a fun <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm going to go. I'm going to go bear sweep just because of Franklin. All right. For me, I will say I did get a text from a unknown number this last week saying I listened and just trash talk has happened ever since unsolicited trash talk that came from Franklin because I told him he was going to be the salt of suck but I'm going I'm I'm going with a split here I, I think that the lug nuts are going to be able to pull off at least one game I'm going split because I think the Bears will let the Lugnuts have at least one game. Ooh, okay. You're saying that that <laughs> happened last year too? I don't know. I'll, I'll, no, the Lugnuts have enough pitching, you know, here and there, you know, to hang. So yeah. I think uh, I think they'll depend on all who shows up. I mean, wait, is a professor back on the Bears? He is. He is. Yeah, yep. professor. Game one, shut it down if they if they decide to go that way. But then game two, I don't know. Like, you could have any of the 37 Bears pitch. Like, there's a billion of them. Who knows what what grouping comes out. Although I will say the Bears do seem pretty butthurt about the whole Lugnuts not joining their division. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go Bears sweep. I think okay, the Bears are out for blood. The bears, <laughs> the, bears, the bears smell blood. They've, they've gotten the taste of human flesh. It's called lug nuts. So, can I get bonus points if I predict the lug nuts winning pitcher? Sure. <laughs> Give me an what extra do you point. Want, what, what, what do you get? Like, what do you? What's an extra point? Just one point. Just give me one one extra point here. Just on the win call. Okay. Okay, you go. Going with Twiz getting the getting her first W. Oh, this is such a cop out. You are so trying to buy points with her because you're in her doghouse. You yeah, right. Are you? <laughs> all right, I'm gonna me? one. All right, Stash, I'm one up in you. Tw- okay. Twiz is gonna hit two home runs in the series. How about that? Ooh, okay. if she does that, you get the points, even though she gets the win. I don't get that one then. If that happens, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go two home runs in game two for her. Okay. All right. All right. Here's my my side piece for this Bears lug nuts debacle. I'm going to say not only do the Bears sweep, but uh, both winning pitchers for the Bears will be related by blood. Oh, oh. What? Aren't they all related? <laughs> not all by blood. Some married in. I think but- it's going to be either Truck Sully or the Professor. Well, that's like their only pitchers, no? I mean, everyone. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> and I the, really and, the, and what is the over-under on hams consumed? <laughs> oh, it's going to be ugly is what it is. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put it at 15. Or sorry, 14 and a half. <laughs> Y'all wanted to joke about this one, but it's it's the longest re- the longest prediction we've made. I'm not joking about it. I, I'm dead serious that this is probably the most anticipated one that I would love to watch compared to like maybe one or two other ones. We may have to go out and do this, uh, do the play-by-play for this one. Oh, live feed! Oh my god! Yeah, count me in. Yeah. All right. 
Let's do it. June or July 11th. Oh, wait, it's July 11th? Oh, no. Oh, is that the <laughs> date? Oh. <laughs> All right, well, side note, we'll look at the calendar. Yeah. All right, on to the next one. Marlins and the Hops. Hops are formerly known as the Manatees. Formerly known as the Cardinals. (laughs) Yeah. All right, I got the Hops sweeping. Yeah, I'm going to go Hops twice. I I think I'm going to do the same thing. I think that was a fluke that you guys couldn't hit Yak. I'm hoping. He, he I had mean, maybe, some, I guess maybe, he had some fine stuff. I right. I was gonna say maybe they found their pitcher. I was angry I didn't have more home runs, but you know what are you gonna do? Right. I also have a different standard, I think. But he also pulled well. in late. I did pull in late. It's better uh, than pulling week. out late, Nick. Well, yeah. Talked to Webgem about that. Oh, oh shit! Talk about someone in the need of a vasectomy. Like, <laughs> let's just take care of that dude. Dude, it's a worthy thing. Like, plan it a year ahead of time over March Madness. That's just right. <laughs> get yourself some ice and a nice comfy seat. And... <laughs> All, All right, right. are Here we Mets and Aces. Speaking of web gem. I'm going to go with the split here. I think you're up next, Nick, because that's my team. I know. I know. Uh, I got to go split. I think. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to pull for you, JC, but uh, most of these guys hit, what, 50 home runs a year? So, I mean, pitching wins, but so does 50 home runs. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good bunch of guys, a good bunch of talented players. In this game, and you know, the aces are also the same. Good bunch of guys, <laughs> good bunch of talented players. I'm gonna go with the defending eight year old champions here for a sweep. All right, I like it. Americans and Blue Sox. I can start this one off. Yeah, go for it. I think by August 8th, uh, Lulu's back in uh, Lulu form. He'll take game one, but Blue Sox can play. I'm going to go split. I've got Americans pushing all the chips in for a sweep because they're realizing they're getting close to Wifflepalooza again. I'm also going to go with the Americans sweeping. I think Lulu, like you said, is going to figure it out, and I think the age of the Blue Sox is going to catch up to them. Whether or not Fook or Thor is going to be there for pitching staff. I mean, I, I figure one of them is going to be there, but I know at that point, two bats had a long season pitching, which could tear in his arm. So, going with the Americans sweeping. I honestly think the Blue Sox, after last year's success in Wiffapalooza, are just going to look forward to having a good time this year and then doing the same thing in Wiffapalooza, trying to make a surprise run. And then exactly. rubbing it in everyone's face. <laughs> Did you guys see the banner put up? Oh, yeah. That was, that was epic. That's classic. Yeah. Saw it in person. Played him, played him this week. And we had a Those guys are fun. <laughs> I, yeah, I, they're super I cool love how they have their... If they didn't have Vladdy. 
I, I love how their banner was just so big in the picture, and then you just got your <laughs> little LF, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. We'd like to be on All right, team. and then the last, last one we have one. Hops and Yanks. Ha- Hops and Yanks. Dash, I think you're Weak. first. Towards the end, but yeah, yeah, I can start it off. I'm gonna go with a split here. Um, yeah, I uh, trying to think of where these teams will be with that last weekend series or week series. Oh, for sure, because if if the Yankees are in contention, yeah. they'll go all out. If the Hops right. are in contention, they might go all out. I mean, it honestly could be the Hops and the Yanks, Yankees yeah. fighting for the division. I mean, as, and that's as much as the deal. Braves have had love here, we could fall flat on our faces. So there's there's a lot that could happen here, or they could both be out of it and just grill and not care. Well, there's bo- but there's a wild card at stake, too, though, this year. In oh, Indian, that's right. There isn't yep. in Hopkins. So I think both teams will have – a playoff berth at stake here, so I'm going to split it with this split. I feel it's the last one. I need to go bold. Go big or go home, Nick. Go big or go home. This is probably what's going to cost me a case of beer, too. (laughs) I am going to go Yanks sweep. Right. I owe him for calling my own sweep against him earlier in the division. It's going to be a tight division, I feel, in, like, in the Egan West. Like, uh, Truck made some offhand comment about the Braves having it wrapped up by July. I don't think that's going to be the case at all. I think, um, I think the division winner is going to come down to the last few weeks, and I think the uh, wild card is going to come out of the West and come down to the last few weeks, too. I think the wild card is going to come out of the West over vibes and baby cakes over in the East. Ah, shoot. I didn't see the vibes there. I was thinking, like, Rough Riders were the next one up. No, no, it's... <laughs> Man, can you imagine that, though? All of a sudden, I, you got... I think, I think both... You got the vibes or baby cakes having to roll through Wifflepalooza? That would be oh, rough well, for them. Uh, it's gonna happen. Look, the Mets... Over in Hopkins? Yeah. Mets are aces, for sure. One of them right, and then yeah, we talked about that last week too. And you got Americans, grasshoppers, rumble ponies, Americans. Wifflepalooza is going to be must see wiffle ball from the HRL this year because there's going to be some top notch teams rolling through that. Right, and all it takes is one game against the Blue Sox for that team to go home. (laughs) I'm on the Blue Sox bandwagon for Wifflepalooza right now. They haven't even Uh, qualified for it, but I'm on it. If I'm not there, I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that kind of wraps up our episode here. Does anybody have anything that they want to say that we missed? No, we've, we have, we've covered a lot. <laughs> I want to thank you guys for having me as a guest. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Thank you. Thank well, you. You have a good history with the league. Everybody wants to hear your story. So it was an honor having you on. With that, we'll see you next time. Hopefully in two weeks. Here's to good weather, good friends, 